Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 144. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation. I have received so many requests for a book detailing the step-by-step process of creating your own podcast. Well, the day has arrived. Podcast launch has hit the Amazon store. I share everything in this book and have included 15 incredible video tutorials that go along with the purchase. If you pick up podcast launch and enjoy, I would love a review on Amazon. Go to podcastlaunch.com to snag your copy and get instant access to all 15 video tutorials. That's podcastlaunch.com. Okay, let's get started. I am simply ecstatic to introduce my guest today, Phyllis Kerr. Phyllis, are you prepared to ignite? You bet. All right, let's do this. I love it, Phyllis. (laughs) Phyllis is the author of Social Media Marketing E-Learning Kit for Dummies and co-author of Facebook Marketing All-in-One for Dummies. She brings her energy, enthusiasm, training, and inspirational skills to life in her books and presentations. Given Fire Nation a little overview, Phyllis, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then take another minute and tell us about your business. Sure. Well, I'm a two times dummies writer. Yeah. So that makes me an official dummy. And (laughs) (laughs) and they were both on the subject of social media marketing. The first one was Facebook marketing all in one for dummies. And I wrote that along with the fabulous Amy Porterfield and Andrea Vall. Yes. And yes, and I know you've had them on and they're just fabulous people. And then the second book was the Social Media Marketing E-Learning Kit for Dummies, which was a different format for Wiley. They were testing it out where they had an online learning environment where you could basically take the book online. For, and it took about three hours to take the book. So that was a quite an innovative design for a Wiley book. And I've also <laughs> presented for Social Media Examiners or a Small Business Summit in their Facebook Success Summit and marketing profs and all sorts of different things. I also write for iPhone Life Magazine. I have a regular column called The Social Media Report. And I'm one of the keynote uh, members of Five Star Speakers, along with Eric Qualman and David Dave Kirpin and Chuck Martin and, you know, a bunch of people, including Andrea. And uh, they are a wonderful group. I'm very happy to be part of them. Very cool. Yeah, we've actually had Dave Kirpin on the show as well. He was a yes. great guest. And yes. are you going to be making it down to San Diego this April for Social Media Marketing World? Well, you know, I don't quite know yet. I have some very interesting things going on in my family and my business right now. So I've got it in the calendar, but I don't I don't know if it's going to happen. And I know we're going to kind of go into that during this interview. So you'll see why I say that. Very cool. Well, if you do end up going, I look forward to seeing you there. I just connected with Andrea and Amy both out at New Media Expo in Las right. Vegas, where I was fortunate enough to, to speak on the podcasting track, which was just a lot of fun. And Uh, Amy had a great talk on Facebook, obviously, and other things. So it was great connecting with people I've interviewed out there. And I hope that that happens with us, Phyllis. Great. And real life is always good. (laughs) So listen, before we do delve into what you just alluded to, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off 
with a success score. It kind of gets the motivational ball rolling. It gets people really pumped up for this content you're going to be sharing with us later on in the interview. So Phyllis, take it away. All right. Well, this is a kind of a quiet, inspirational quote, I think. And it goes like this. You are at a choice point in every moment of every circumstance, each activity, spoken word, and thought. And that's by Michael Beckwith. And I don't know, but he's the founder of Agape uh, Live out in Culver City, out in California. And he was in The Secret and all sorts of different things. And I just love this quote because it reminds me to stay out of a kind of a victim situation that I take full responsibility for my happiness and success in my life. And to stay right here, right now. And, uh, and to stay powerful in this moment. And that doesn't mean I don't plan, because I do. It just means to stay out of the, the kind of perceived drama that success or failure might bring in the future as I'm developing business. So it reminds me that I'm at a choice point in every moment to determine how I feel and what I do. Powerful. The power of now is incredibly important to keep in mind. And Phyllis, take us down to the ground level. How have you actually applied this to a recent situation in your life? Well, um, (laughs) you know, it's very interesting. Your life can be humming along. Everything's great. Everything's going along great. And then something out of the blue happens. And that had never, ever really happened to me until very recently. Um, my husband was recently diagnosed with bladder cancer. Now, before I go into the whole story, you need to absolutely know he is uh, fine. And the clinic said, no more cancer, no more tumor, and he's going to be done in just a few more weeks. So, yay. And so we're very excited about that. But (laughs) when he was first diagnosed with cancer in the late fall of 2012, basically our whole life was just basically turned upside down. Yeah. He he, uh, quit his job, which was fantastic. And we basically moved out to California within like two or three days of knowing what was going on uh, so he could go to a particular clinic out there. And all of a sudden... I was moved into the sole breadwinner position for our family. Now, this was uh, a different position for me because uh, my husband and I had been, you know, in partnership uh, with our income for the last 34 years, and I had a certain rhythm to what I did and how much I brought in. And now we had a 70% drop in our overall income. Wow. Yeah, wow. And it was really... Uh, you know, it would have been one thing if I had known, okay, in a year, you're going <laughs> to you're gonna need to ramp up your business to uh, make up for this 70% difference. But to do it, to try and do it within a matter of months or a matter of weeks was a certain particular challenge. Absolutely, Phyllis. And that's kind of one thing. I'm a little curious if you're going to be getting into this, but a lot of times the biggest strides are made when our backs are against the wall because Time and activity just seems to expand to the amount of space that we give it. I'm really curious to see how you took that challenge when your back was against the wall and the actions that you took. Well, I'm still taking them, honestly. I'm, yeah. I'm still, um, you know, stepping it up to kind of make this thing happen. And because I had to kind of step everything up, I am getting more business. I am getting more jobs. I am creating more products. You know, I'm doing all of those things. And there is a feeling of 
um, necessity now that that wasn't there before really in my life. So there, that's a very different experience to um, experience right now. And that's the reason that quote is so important to me to kind of stay here right now. But the biggest thing that I've learned in the last few months is you need to be bold. You need to ask for what you need especially business needs and especially and I'm going to say it if you're a woman because there there are things that I think a lot of women do in my position who maybe were entrepreneurs for the last 20 30 years but it was a part of an overall income strategy uh, because we also were maybe uh, spending more time with the children or we were spending more time raising a family more time in the home and so when all of a sudden that uh, role starts to go away as you get older and your children move out and all that kind of stuff. It, it, you find yourself in a different way of running your business. And so the biggest thing that I learned was to ask and to partner with people and to look for partnerships with people instead of doing it on your own. That's powerful insights, Phyllis. And another thing is, it's so important who you partner with. And I can just tell you from personal experience with these two, both Andrea and Amy, those are the kind of ladies that are not going to sit back and not ask. They're going to get out there. They're <laughs> going to take the horse by the reins and make things happen. So it was extremely important that you didn't just partner up with people, but you partnered up with the right kind of people. Because it's really the five people that you spend the most time with, the most time dealing with, that's the mentality that you adopt, and that's going to be your law of averages. And Phyllis, we're going to use that to transition to our next topic, because this is about your journey as an entrepreneur. And I want to go back to a time when you failed, or when you came up against an obstacle or challenge that you really had to dig deep to overcome, and then share with Fire Nation how you overcame that obstacle. Wow. Okay. So you're asking a boomer to go back in time, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, I think that um, I, I've had the same kind of, uh, if we're talking about the aha moment when I really kind of... No, we're actually talking about your failure or your challenge or obstacle. Well, that, that failure, I, I think this challenge or obstacle I'm going through right now is one of the biggest I've ever had. But if I go back in time, um, one of the biggest things that I had, <laughs> okay, I'll go there. <laughs> yeah, I want, you, I want you to go there. I'll go there. I spent 15 years of my life developing a music career. I was a uh, professional uh, performer, and I was on the Iowa Arts Council ar uh, roster of artists. I traveled around. I was that crazy woman who went into a school with 600 fourth graders and sang and danced for an hour, and they paid me a lot of money, and it was really great, and I had built up that entire career for 15 years. And then I basically said, I can't take this anymore. And, <laughs> and I put that whole career, that entire career, in a Tupperware and put it in the basement. Actually, two Tupperwares in the basement. And then I moved to Florida. And at that point, I had closed the chapter to music, which had been my life my life for right. the last, you know, and I had to rethink. And honestly, walking on the beach twice a day for two years is the best ret pretend retirement ever. And I think everyone should do it. But during that time, I had to rethink 
everything. I had to th- rethink how I was going to make money, what were my gifts, um, what did I enjoy doing, and I had to. It was all about thinking through those things and really getting clear internally what my next chapter was. So it, it was not a failure necessarily. It was a putting away of a, an entire career and then the challenge of finding what's next. So what would you say your major lesson learned from that situation, from that part of your life was? Well, if I had to do it again, I think I would have not have put the lid on so tight of my previous career because it turns out that the work that I do now as a speaker and a trainer and a teacher, it's very, very similar to what I did as a musician. You still have to market yourself. You still have to have promotional materials. You still have to have photo shoots. You still have to have products. It's almost exactly the same thing. And for a long time, I tried to deny that part of me that was a performer and a teacher to do this new career. And if I had to do it again, I would, like I said, not have put that lid on so tight. It took me a few years to kind of work through those issues to bring out the teacher and the performer into me again for this part of my career. Fascinating, Phyllis. Thank you for sharing that part of your journey with us. And we're going to use that to segue into our next topic, which is the other end of the spectrum. And that is the aha moment. That's when that little light bulb goes off during the course of the day. And you say, wow, that is just going to resonate so well with my target audience, with my fans. Take us back to a time, Phyllis, in your journey when you had this not small aha moment, but this large light bulb that just went on. And you said, wow, this is something that I really want to do. And then tell us how you turned that moment into success. In general, and maybe I'm wrong, but maybe I'm right here. I think all entrepreneurs have this particular aha when they realize that they're 100% responsible for the quality of their life. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And I remember specifically having that one back in the in the 80s, and yes, I'm that old, um, <laughs> where there was a quote, and I've been trying to find it so I could remember it, but basically it said, you are the CEO of your life. And I remember reading that quote and going, oh, wow, yes, that's it. And that really turned on a light bulb for me. And and then in terms of business, what happened in terms of aha, very recently when I was working I live in a a pretty small town, and uh, we all know each other, you know, how that goes. And uh, everyone here knew me back when I was a music teacher. And when I started doing all this social media work, they all came to me like, can you tell us how to do this? Can you teach us how to do this? And what I realized was there was a particular way that a young boomer and an older boomer need to learn something. And they weren't getting it with the things that are available online. And so they were coming to me because they wanted to have that personal connection with someone who looks over their shoulder like a teacher in a classroom and to make it work for them. So as soon as I had that aha moment, I started opening up and doing these local training workshops. And honestly... I learned so much from these incredible small business owners on how to teach social media. And a lot of times the way people are teaching social media is they're not really connecting to the people that are learning. 
And so that big aha, and I'm still developing this, um, the, the, the perfect product for a younger boomer or an older boomer right now and how that looks and how that works and how that's designed. That's a big, big project for me, and I'm, I'm game to finish it. Well, I look forward to that finished product, Phyllis. Take us down to the next level here. Have you had an I've made it moment? Well, you know, even though I've, I've had two comprehensive social media marketing books under my belt and I've presented for some amazing companies, I really still don't feel <laughs> have that I've made it feeling. I think I enjoy the work so much that I don't really sit back and go, oh, look how cool that is. I don't, <laughs> it's just not the way I am. And, you know, they tell you to stop and smell the roses and all that. And, and occasionally, and, and to be honest, at the beginning of this year, I was really feeling rather stressful about, you know, my husband's situation and the financial situation. And all I could think of at that point were the things that had gone wrong in 2012. And I made myself sit down and think of all the incredible things that happened in 2012. And I was kind of like, wow, there's some, some incredible things happened, but it's not my nature to notice those right off the bat. I have to kind of force myself. That is a very good insight, Phyllis. It really just leads us perfectly into the next topic, which is your current business, which is you at the present moment, where you are right now in your journey. Talk to Fire Nation a little bit about a few things that are really exciting you right now. Well, the one thing is, is I want to continue doing these local uh, training, speaking gigs all across the country. I'm trying to connect with every like Main Street chapter and uh, Chamber of Commerce, anywhere I can get in because I think I have a, a pretty specific way that I teach um, small businesses that are a little bit older maybe than um, some of the places that teach to a younger audience. I think I have a way of reaching those people and teaching them so that they get it. And so I'm really big on in live presentations, being there on, you know, feet on the ground, being there. So that's my biggest thing right now is putting a lot of focus on getting that done. So if there are people out there that have connections, I would love to hear from you. And then the other thing I want to do is I have all these incredible tools and resources and connections that I'm trying to pile into a coherent <laughs> interactive chart, basically. Where coherent you, being the key word here. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And you should see the design papers on this. They're just like, oh my God, all over the place. But I'm trying to organize what's in my head uh, and all my resources and all my connections with incredible business all over the world, actually, so that anyone can go in, find where they are on the left column, and then go to the right and get exactly what they need. Yes. And I'm, I'm in the middle of that right now, and I'm very excited about it because hopefully in the next few weeks we'll have it done and then people can get it. So those are my two big things right now, uh, live presentations and this product that I'm developing. Oh, and you know, I've got all this other stuff. You know, Andrea and I love Social Media Manager School, and we feel like we have a unique product, and that's what the people are telling us, too, that they can't find anything else like it. So Social Media Manager School is still important, and we still promote that really well. Great. Well, I'm going to make sure to put all of these links on your show notes page at entrepreneuronfire.com slash Phyllis Care. So 
We will definitely get together on that and make sure everything is there to be connected from Fire Nation to you. Thank you. We're now going to move into my favorite part of the show, and this is the lightning round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? (laughs) Yes, let's do it. (laughs) I love it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear. I thought I was a courageous person. And, and then it really dawned on me, oh my gosh, I'm just afraid to make this change. That was the only thing. And as soon as I confronted that, I moved on. What is the best business advice you've ever received? Ooh, don't hide your light. And every mastermind group I've ever been in has told me this. So <laughs> let the light out. Let your authentic self out. Be powerful. Be who you are. Give an example of when you may have been hiding your light and you were shown the way to expose it and the benefits that that had. When I first started being a consultant for social media marketing, I tried very hard to be a very serious business-like person. And it is so far away from my authentic self that I was miserable. I had to bring back that Miss Phyllis, that musical component, that performer from back in the 80s and 90s to come back into my life. And then everything started to work for me. No, I love it. That word authentic self is so important. And every entrepreneur that I see thriving in business right now are the ones that have really found their authentic self, their true driving passion and what they're just able to throw all of their energies and desires into. So I really liked how you explained that. And it's a perfect lead into the next question, which is if you could only choose two websites, Phyllis, to get all the information that you need to succeed, what would they be and why? (laughs) Ah, All right, two websites. Well, I have to say that even though you might not consider this a website, you have to say Google. And the reason for that is Google saved my husband's life. Absolutely, because we did a a search on Google to find an alternative uh, bladder cancer treatment, and it provided the answer for us. So on a personal level, yes. On almost every technical question I've ever had about anything, Google provides incredible people from all over the world who have already answered it through their blogs and their websites. And so absolutely, Google is it. Uh, The other thing in terms of my field, my business, um, I think right now what's very powerful are the podcasts. And and that's because of the way it now looks on iPads and iPhones with the podcast icon, the app that you can get to them. I think that's an incredible resource. It's not a website per se, but it's a collection of websites. And uh, those are two very important things for me right now. You, You realize, of course... This is very difficult to just pin it down to two websites, right? Absolutely. I, that's exactly why I asked the question. Because it's a difficult one, I truly believe that Google is the mother of all websites. So I think that was a great <laughs> answer on your part. And I love your second website, which is the podcast app, because, man, come on, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's fabulous. It's fabulous because I can. I, it's easier for me to listen to podcasts in my day. And um, I, I love it. And, you know, I used to listen to podcasts back in the day. Um, but it was really hard to get to them and it was really hard to get it on your on your iPod and all that kind of stuff for me. And so the way it's set up now through the iPad is perfect. No, and that's exactly what I just gave my speech on at New Media Expo is why oh, awesome. podcasting is experiencing this rebirth is because of the smartphones, the tablets, the Wi-Fi, the podcast yeah. apps, Stitcher Radio, streaming. Yeah. 
It's incredible where podcasting is going. The free, targeted, passionate content at your fingertips 24-7. I I agree. I could keep going on, but I won't. (laughs) So, Phyllis, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with Fire Nation? Wow. Um, An internet resource, something that really works for me. Well, wow. Okay, so you're going to think this is weird, Um, but... Uh, two things. One is secret boards on Pinterest. I use secret boards on Pinterest to gather resources all over the web that I can turn into either um, a a new product or for a resource for a a private um, group that I'm working on. It's a way for me to gather things. So when you said Evernote, I thought I use secret Pinterest boards like I do Evernote. And um, what else do I use? I mean, I use a lot of tools during the day. I mean, I have a list. I have a, <laughs> I have a hundred of them that I use. But I, I think that that is a very important. And also, I use, okay, now don't laugh, but PowerPoint to build eBooks. I love PowerPoint. Keynote. Yep. They're just really powerful resources that we have at our fingertips that allow us to do some great things. Right. So, Phyllis, if you could recommend a book for Fire Nation, what would it be? Ooh. Well, I have a lot of books on my shelf. I read the Kindle versions of, of lots of things. And I always, in fact, as I, <laughs> I bug authors all the time. I go to buy their book. And if it isn't on Kindle yet, I, I directly God. message them and say, hey, where's the Kindle version? <laughs> so I enjoy Dave's books. You know, the likable books are very good for me. I really enjoy the, the stories in there. They really make everything um, clear. Uh, I like Eric Qualman's new edition of so- Social Nomad. Um, all my buddies at Five Star Speakers have excellent books out right now. And, um, and of course, I love my books. And, you know, the weird thing about the Facebook marketing All-in-One for Dummies is even though I wrote it <laughs> with Amy and, and Andrea, I have to pick it up almost daily and find some tool or find some strategy that we wrote about. It's, you know, it's my reference guide to social media marketing on Facebook. So even though I wrote it, I still pick it up and to look at things in there. Quick note, Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com, a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners. That's eofirebook.com. So this is the last question, Phyllis. It's kind of a tricky one. So take your time, digest, and then come back at us with an answer. Okay. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, well, the first thing, I know this, the first thing I would do is first of all, I would step away from the computer. Uh, my tendency is just to very quickly dive in and try something real quick, but I think it would be better to take some long walks in order to get some emotional balance out of being in this new bizarre world. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I honestly I would I would do Chris and Jana Atwood's passion test again. I would do it again to, to, to kind of figure out and remind myself what I'm passionate about in the world. And um, since I don't have to worry about the housing and the food, I don't have to worry about my financial obligations so much, I would listen deeply 
and I, I'm going to say that again, I would listen very deeply to what the world needs. And then I would design that product or service that provide that provides that need that intersects with my passion. And what was the name of that passion test? Yes, it's thepassiontest.com. This is Janet and Chris Atwood's. Um, it was a, a New York Times bestselling book, The Passion Test. She's been on everything. Um, and it's a, it's a process for you to get clear on what you're passionate about, passionate about in life. And it helps you, once you have that list of those top five things that you're passionate about, when you make decisions during the day to do something, if it doesn't support those passions, you have to think about, well, why am I doing it? Is it's, it's not supporting a passionate life. So it's a wonderful system, and you know I highly recommend anyone to go to uh, check it out. Well, wonderful. We will have that link and everything else you've mentioned at entrepreneuronfire.com slash Phyllis Care. Phyllis, you've given us some great actionable advice. We are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then tell us where we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. I think my one uh, bit of advice for anyone who's an entrepreneur who finds themselves in um, like a marriage situation like I was, I'm in where you have a particular thing set up, I would plan have a plan in play in case something comes up. You know, that's the one thing we didn't have in play, and that's the one thing that kind of slipped us up. And so if you're in that particular situation, I would take some time and just organize that and just put it back. You don't have to think about it anymore, but just have it there so you can pull on it if you need it. That's the one thing. And then I just, you know, want people to come by. You can Google me. Just make sure you spell my name correctly, which is P-H-Y-L-L-I-S-K. H A R E is that K H that always kind of messes people yeah. up. But to Google me, come see my website, come say hi to me on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere you want. I am everywhere and anywhere, and I'm happy to connect. Phyllis, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your knowledge. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation is an incredibly passionate and engaged audience, and Entrepreneur on Fire gets over 150,000 unique downloads every month. If you have a product or service that you know would resonate with Fire Nation, go to sponsoreofire.com and join past sponsors like Chris Brogan, who saw incredible results. That's sponsoreofire.com. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.